Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Nerd Church Podcast, episode 27. And I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver. I count it an honor and privilege to be here to share with you the Word of God, what God's put on my heart. Uh, last week, I um, had to take a little vacation because of some uh, family problems that came up and I had to go take care of some things and I apologize for not being on the air this last week. Um, we had an issue with one of my aunts and I had to go down and since I'm a pastor I had to pray with her and uh, help her. She didn't die or anything but it's stuff that I can't really talk about. So I had to go down there and get her the help that she needed. Unfortunately, when stuff like that happened, I have no co-host or any host to take over. So I hope you guys uh, bear with me and uh, and forgive me. But I am back today. I will be back tomorrow and I will be back the following the day. Now, today on God's Internet Church, we're going to be talking about, on our Bible study, inner conflict. Then we're going to be doing our prayer request segment and then our closing remark just like we always do and uh, so I hope that you enjoy and and everything and because we're going to pray Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to take a coal of Zevin's altar and anoint these slivers of clay. Let every word I say be what you want, not what I want. Let this be a good podcast and let the people share it that are being blessed by it. And Lord, we just ask you to have your way here. We ask let it reach the people you want it to reach. We ask you in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, as I said, we were going we're going to be studying inner conflict and as the we're going to go back and read the scripture that came with the beginning of September and we'll go into cuz that scripture covers it all. It says at the beginning God expressed himself, that personal expression, that word was with God and was God. And he existed with God from the beginning. All creation took place through him. And none took place without him. In him appeared life. And his this life was light of mankind. The light still shines in the darkness. And the darkness had never put it out. And that's the part of the verse we're going to be talking about today. It says, In him appears life. And this life was the light of the mankind. The light still shines in the darkness, and the darkness has never put it out. And as you probably understand, being in conflict, you're kind of inner conflict, you're kind of in the dark because of circumstances and things going in your life. Okay? Well, I'm going to read what uh, <coughs> J.P. Phillips wrote for this day. And it is was ready to go last week, so it's not today's date like we've been going. This was September 13th. It says, Inner Conflicts. 
If we are quiet before God and allow His Spirit to shine upon our inward state, we will probably discover more than one conflict which is robbing us of inner peace. The man who lives apart from God may be largely unconscious of his inward conflicts and only aware of his tensions. Of course, he may be driven by the sheer force of his tension to a psychologist who, if he is wise one, will help the man to realize the source of his disharmony. But he still will not be at peace with the nature of things, with his own conscience, <coughs> and the divine purpose that is being worked out in the world unless the psychologist is able to lead him to faith in God. But except in unusual cases, Christians need not turn to psychologists, either alone with God or with help of a trusted friend, priest, or minister. He can be, he can, if he wishes, see for himself the fierce hidden resentment, the careful concealed self-importance, the abstaining and unforgiveness spirit and all the other things which present inward relaxation. Okay, so this is basically talking here about inner conflicts of things that we can't get over. Trials and tribulation, finances, fighting with our relationships, fighting with our kids, fighting with our spouses, fighting with our friends, losing a loved one, uh, losing a spouse, getting divorced things that can cause depression and things that can cause inner conflict all right but i'm going to read all these things off to you again and i'm going to stop at the period and then we're going to discuss what he was saying there if we are quiet before god and allow his spirit to shine upon our inward state we shall probably discover more than one conflict which is robbing us of inner peace. In other words, sometimes it's possible that we know some things that are bothering us. Like like I said, like we might have uh, a divorce. We might be going through depression. We might have lost a loved one. <clears throat> we might have lost our kids. We might have lost our mother. We might have lost our mother-in-law. We might have lost our aunts and uncles. Um, we might have lost our job. We might have lost our home. Um, we might have lost people to COVID-19. I mean, we will find out if we get quiet before God that we're going through that and much more. We may not even realize that we're going through much more. Because if we're focusing on one thing, that's what we're focusing on. You know, if you're depressed or you're focusing on the loss of a loved one or a divorce, you may not be paying attention to the bills are not getting paid. You may not be getting attention that your kids are striking back and getting in trouble with the law. You may not realize you're going to lose your job. If you don't straighten up. Because you're focusing on the one thing. I remember this show called Seventh Heaven. And 
<coughs> excuse me, my allergies are acting up. After Reverend Candon had the heart attack on the show, he, his character had the heart attack on the show, he got into a form of depression, which he couldn't get himself out of. And he really, even though he was still getting paid, he was still living in the pastor's parsonage, he was saying he gave up, he quit. And he wasn't going to preach no more. Well, in time, they brung in another, until they brung in another minister to help him and fill in for him until he was able to get back on the horse to do it. Then he got, they're going to replace me. And he got upset. But he had to work things out for himself, but he wasn't working things out with God. Okay? He was working things out in his head. And that's what we got not to do. We got to learn to be quiet before God and ask Him why things are going the way things are going. Did last night, early this morning, about 4 o'clock this morning, I came to God and I asked Him some questions today. And I'm not going to go in detail. And He basically told me the answer because I was willing to wait and listen. We got to wait and listen in inner conflicts. And sometimes we might be doing some of these things because of things that we are doing and we didn't realize that we were doing. Alright? So we got to get quiet before the Lord and focus on Him. Alright? Okay. The man who lives apart from God may be largely unconscious of his inward conflicts and only aware of their tensions. Now, if you're not serving God, you're not accustomed of listening to God like we are, like new believers are. You know, a lot of us has got the concept down that we got to go to God and ask God for help. Now, I do know some people that don't do that and have that problem. Alright? But an ungodly man is aware, not aware of what's going on. He's not aware. He lost a loved one. And he's not aware of things around him because he's so depressed or she's so depressed. Alright? But they are aware of their attention. They're aware that they're argumentative. They're aware that they get in the arguments easy. They're aware of this and that. Okay? And in that case, as we're going to read down the line, this tension brings them to... Of course, he may be driven by his sheer force of tension to a psychologist who, if he is wise one, will help the man realize the source of his disharmony. Alright. So it will lead him to a place where he can get help. But unfortunately, I'm not all about psychotherapy. I believe that ministers should counsel and help. And God's got the answer. reason I'm not that, because I've seen my grandma go through some counseling <coughs> and it destroyed my grandma she's not my grandma she used to be because this counselor taught her to hate men except her grandkids to hate 
men. And it's just she's got a demeanor now that she shouldn't have as a Christian. Alright. Now, am I saying that some psychologists can't help them? This way I've been a bad one. Yes, they can. Alright. But I just... What you're going to see in the next thought, I just believe, and I agree with this next statement coming up, that we need to go rely on our pastors, our priests, our Sunday school teachers, or someone in spiritual authority over you. Because they are reading the Bible just like you are. A psychologist is going to give you from all their knowledge of learning, but a worldly view of what's going on. You need a spiritual view of what's going on. Alright? But let me get to the thing. But he still will not be at peace with the inner things with only conscience and driven purpose that is being worked out in the world unless the psychologist is able to lead them to faith in God. See, that's the missing appointment. Unless it's a Christian counselor. I doubt most psychologists is going to lead you towards God. See, you need to go to a place where you can get to God to be quiet before the God for God and let him speak to you. And we ministers, we priests, um, counsel, Christian counselors, we can do stuff like that to bring you the peace of God through God. All right. Now I'm not saying that some of these psychologists that practically this worldly vision are not Christians. They are. All right. Some of them are, and those ones probably do do express what I just said. Them ones can lead these people to a faith in God or a higher power, if they probably would have said. All right. But except in unusual cases, the Christians need to put turn to the psychologist put not turn to the psychologist either alone with God or with the help of a trusted friend priest or minister he can be can if he wishes to see for himself the fierce hidden resentment the careful conscience of self-importance and of abstain and unforgiveness spirit and all other things which prevent inward relaxation in other words which I've learned from a, I haven't been in psycho, psychoanalytical myself but people I've, I know of went and people I've talked to them, like my grandma went they try to blame things on your mother they try to blame your father they try to blame your sister and sometimes it's you are causing the problems sometimes it's your foresightedness and if you're not serving God, it's because you're living a sinner's life. If you're a Christian, maybe you're not in the Word like you should be. Look at Job. Job didn't run to a psychologist. He probably should have, but he didn't. Okay? And God helped him through. And God would help you through. There was a, a, a lady in the Lord, and I'm not going to name names. She lost her son. And she grieved for a few years. And it came to a point she made her elderly husband shovel her son's grave off in the wintertime. Because he didn't want him to be cold. Alright? Now, 
that's going a little bit too far in grief. We're going to grief, and we need to grief. But she almost was on the verge. She needed some counseling help. Now, with the help of the pastor that she was attending, and I was attending at the time, she got that help. But I guarantee you, and I'm not trying to knock down psychologists. Don't get mad at me. I'm just saying that we need to go to God. Not focus on who might have caused you to do this, but focus on what God is trying to tell you, or maybe God has help can help you figure out on your own that you can change. Where you don't have to spend a lot of money. Because you you pay your minister to be there to preach and take care of the church. So why go pay thousands of hundred dollars an hour or whatever or more to listen to someone that's not going to lead you to Christ and help you through this. When a minister is trained to help you through this through the Bible. The Bible has a lot of answers for us from depression, from broken marriages, from siblings fighting, kids fighting, and ministers can give you the counseling that you need. And there's good Christian counselors out there. Now, I didn't say psychologists. I said counselors. Now, but we got to find out what is going on with our inner complex. Is something bothering us. All right? God can help you do that. You might be saying, well, Pastor Ron, how? By getting, like in the beginning, getting quiet before God. And allow his spirit to shine upon our inner state. And we shall probably discover more than one conflict. Which is robbing us of our inner peace. That means God's going to show if there's something you're doing wrong. You need to fix it. Or maybe it will show you just like Job that the enemy is attacking you. And you need to praise God for it. See we got to let God be our psychologist. We got to let him take care of us. And and we got to go to people that help us get to that. Like our ministers, our priests, or our friends. Christian friends. Alright. And again, I'm not bashing. <coughs> excuse me for my allergies. Not bashing psychologists. They do. There's a lot of good psychologists out there. Some of them do help and fix people. But unfortunately, the one that helped my mom, grandma, it's destroyed her, who she is. And my grandma doesn't understand why everyone gets upset with her. Alright. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to help us take this word today and use it for your glory. Help us not, help us accept this word in the attitude, the way it came in love. And help us not get mad at the at the deliverer. But sometimes, Lord, that's people getting mad at you and people getting mad at me. Help us all learn this in love and follow it. And get before you before we go and spend a lot of money on a worldly situation. We need to go to our God who knows our life, beginning, middle, and end of it. And knows how to help and direct us. We just got to learn to trust him. We ask you in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright. So. 
next time we meet we're going to be looking at the subject of Christ will come again and that should be an interesting thing for us to talk about all right but before we do that we got to go to over our prayer request segment we got about five minutes left of the podcast um we're gonna we got to pray for my dad still with his aorta i mean his uh aneurysm and his aorta my mom is gonna have to have surgery on her hernia um but the hernia is not as bad as they thought there today they were supposed to check on my mom's back results hopefully we get for that we got to pray for that um i got one prayer for my cousin margaret with the loss of her mother and her legs bothering her as she's trying to pack up the house uh lloyd we're going to be keep praying for him um my friend sean he's like a brother to me he's unspoken and his mother and her recovering for her her hip surgery and my brother-in-law Paul and my and me and my wife work together with a solution where no one gets mad where we could take care of the house through the winter all right and then he puts it on the market in the summer because we've got some issues there or come to a good term um my friend Paul and his kid uh, that she don't get coronavirus and his back and I think that's it hallelujah God has taken some stuff off I wasn't here to take off but I just took it off guidance actually we want for our brother-in-law my brother-in-law Paul and us and then our unspoken of something God's birthing in me um Actually, we got a little over 12 minutes. I'm sorry. And I can't really go into it right yet. God don't want me to share it with anyone right now. So we got to pray for that. And and that's what we're going to do now. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this day. And I thank you, Lord, that you give us another day to serve you. And I thank you, Lord, you're a servant. You're a God of second chances. And Lord, I just ask you to go right now in the name of Jesus down into my dad's body right now in the name of Jesus and stop that aneurysm from growing or maybe let it disappear. And Lord, I just ask you to be with this back test, uh, CAT scan she took, let everything get the, got the results back today and let everything be the good as it's supposed to be. Um, and be with her upcoming thought on surgery let her be able to do surgery and let her be able to do it like she wants after the wedding of middle of next month and uh, and Lord I just ask you be with my cousin Margaret and the loss of her mo her mother and the loss of her dad a few years ago she's still grieving on some of this and as she's packing up the house and going through stuff she's having trouble with her leg with her bad leg we just ask you to touch that bad leg and help her through we ask you be with Lloyd and his uh, cancer, Lord, and his treatments, and let everything go the way it's supposed to, Lord. And I did hear him talking to my wife today outside the office. I just didn't get a chance to get out there because we had to go on the air. But I thank you, Lord, that he sounded good. 
I ask you be with my friend Sean. He's like a brother to me. Be with his unspoken Lord. And Lord, I ask you be with my brother-in-law Paul and us. Lord, help us. Give us guidance, all of us, to work out where everybody's happy, Lord. And Lord, I just... And Lord, let him let him be willing for us to stay in the house at least through the winter, Lord, because he's going. He he already said he wants us, Lord, to stay here and watch the house if it didn't get sold. Well, that he didn't get on the market, and it's time of year that it really shouldn't be put on the market. But Lord, we just ask you to work that out. And Lord, we ask you to be with my friend Paul in tenant in Georgia, with his back. Continue to heal him. Be with his kid. Lord, and help her not get coronavirus, and let her be do school and good in school. I ask you to be with my brother, my my brother Sean. He's like another brother from another mother to me. I ask you to be with his mom Robin's hip hip uh, recovery, and be with that unspoken of that ministry that you want me to start. I believe you want me to start, and we ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I just want to clarify. Um, that he's kind of rushing us and he wants us to find out buy a house or my brother-in-law or um, rent an apartment and you can't do that in two weeks and he's been going back and forth he's been trying actually to give us the house and where he'll take the other land because there's on there's land that don't have nothing built on it and he couldn't get it where he wanted for the money he wanted but now he's kind of pushing us to move and you can't do nothing in two weeks and that's why I don't want to make it sound I'm explaining it now I don't want to make it sound that we're trying we're not happy and we're not trying to stop him from doing things we're just trying to get give us time and if he and and there's been talk that he don't want the house sitting alone in the winter time you know he wants someone here to run the pipes and the gas and the heat so things don't freeze up and burst well we can't get a place and do that and do this see he there's so many different ways he's going in his mind he doesn't i don't think he's understanding what he's saying sometimes but so that's why we want prayer with that situation um would we really want to end up with the house? <coughs> yes. But we also realize that there's problems with the house. But he's not realizing that he wants to do some uh, preliminary work in it for selling it. But he doesn't realize that there's a lot of things he's going to have to bring up the code that he's not anticipating. And it's going to take more than two weeks too. So it's going to go well into the winter anyway. So he should just let, let us stay here. And uh, let us take care of the house. We're paying the bills anyways. So it ain't like it's coming out of his pocket or, the you know, the fun. I mean, um, the estate. So that's why I want prayer. I just, and, you know, he's not a Christian, unfortunately. Used to be. Um, but he don't listen to... Uh, God and he he wants to do it the worldly way and that's why I'm asking God to help us. Okay? So that's all. 
I just want to explain ourselves. We're we're gonna actually be done here a little bit. Um, we're done early. We got like two minutes left. Two well under a minute and something left. So I say God bless you. Love one another. Be with one another. I'm Pastor Ron Weaver. Saying see you next time for God's Internet Church Podcast episode 28. And I'll see you that be tomorrow. And once again, I'd like to apologize for the abrupt vacation I had to take. Um, I didn't get back until Thursday. And then there was paperwork to catch up at the church. And sermons to be prepared. So I decided just to come back on Monday. So I appreciate you guys wondering where I was. If you was, I just ask you to continue to listen. And if it's been a blessing to you, share this podcast with other people. Really, because you know we need to bring people to a, a lost in a lost dying world to security and safe. On that note, I'd like to say God bless you and see you next time for God's Internet Church podcast tomorrow. And God bless you. <laughs>